Hey, everybody, this is Richard Ryerson from Dose of Leadership Podcast, and you're listening to Bob Nolly on Labrador Leadership Podcast. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly, the program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Folks, welcome back to another uh, episode of Labrador Leadership with Bob Nolly. Hey, that's me. That is you. I'm Alex Mossy, your co-host, and of course, we always have the lovely Bob Nolly here. The lovely, I've been um, promoted. The lovely. <laughs> so we're back for another week of uh, of talking with you all, fine people. Uh, Bob, what are we gonna what are we gonna give him today? Yeah, I uh, I just wanted to uh, to touch base on this for a short while today. You know, we've talked about. The last couple of times we talked about starting a new job, and I talked about you know folks I'd been uh, I've been working with that are, are either on a search that they weren't expecting to have to be on, and folks that have closed the deal and are starting out new chapters in their in their careers, and that's all good. Uh, I've uh, I've stumbled on a conversation with uh, someone recently that just said I, I just want more money. Yeah. And, and and I'm going, well, no secret ballot needed there. Yeah, sure. Let's go yeah. for that. God bless America. But uh, you know, I started the conversation along the lines of, uh, you know, I didn't know really where the topic was coming from, from their perspective. So I started along the lines of spend less. And well, I can't spend less. I've, you know, I've, I've tightened the belt as far as I can. It turns out we had a conversation they hadn't, they hadn't. And, you know, I would encourage everybody that's going, yeah, I want to make a little more money here. Well, the same thing can happen if you spend less and think about that. We, we don't need to go. I'm not going to spend a whole episode going through that, but that's how I started talking to this person. But then I talked about, uh, talked about them wanting to earn more money. So that comes just to the revenue side and the experts and, and what we're seeing in the entrepreneurial field today. And uh, I, I shared with them an article I found by uh, John Triace, who is the founder of J.R. Triace and Associates, and I'll link him up. You can find him on Twitter at John Triace. And he talks about the things you need to do if you want to make more money. Okay, with, without, without looking at what he said, Alex, number one, what do you think you should do on the job? wherever you are right now to make more money, work harder, work harder. I can't tell you how important that is. I, and, and you know, everybody get groaning. I hear the groaning from here. Stop groaning. Everyone. I made that look all really of you, all of you <laughs> stop groaning. It's, it's true. Here's what work hard. You know, they, there's just nothing. There's nothing that could take the place of it. Now it doesn't mean you need to be the first one there, you know, at, at Oh dark 30 every morning. And it doesn't, mean you have to be in there ordering pizza late every night and in there on weekends. You know, I know somebody that worked for a large federal financial institution. I don't know how much more I can cloak that. They work seven days a week, seven days a week, every day at the desk, every day. And I'm sure there are vacations of all, but you know, there was no weekend. I, I just, that's not what I'm talking about. Just work hard. I mean, you really, you really have to put in 
what I would term a devoted effort. And if you're finding it hard to do that, you may not be in the right place. Okay, I'm beating a dead horse there again, but you know, you've got to work hard. You've just got to work hard. Uh, somebody mentioned that uh, they asked their mentor uh, what, what made happiness at work. And uh, it wasn't working hard. It was a sense of accomplishment. And just, just think, about, think about something you've worked on within the last year. When you got it done, you did feel that sense of accomplishment. I bet there was hard work in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've worked on products in the last year that there were times I thought, you know, I loved the idea and I loved the possibility. That's it. I loved the possibility of the outcome. Mm -hmm. I loved the possibility of the outcome. And when the team got it done, I felt a real sense of accomplishment. And we worked hard. We didn't have bodies in the dishes on both sides of the road. It wasn't that kind of situation. But everybody had just worked hard and bought their A game more often than not. So bring your A game. And if you're in the right place, you'll want to bring your A game. And you won't be surfing the web. And you won't be on the social media. And you won't be, you know, leaning over the cube wall or with somebody you're hanging out. You just won't be taking a lot of time during the day. You won't be looking like a slacker. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very easy to do because there are people around you that want you to be a slacker with them so they don't feel as guilty. Do you think I'm off base there? No, you started this. You said hard work. Yeah, I did start it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it feels it feels great. I'm, I'm as a as a freelancer. I feel like I'm consistently working on a million things at one time, and so it often feels like you can't get any one thing done. Because you're working on so many things at once. So just this afternoon, five o'clock came. I was done with my day job. I sent over files to finish a, a, a side project. And it felt great. It was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I went and I bought a pack of Oreos and I celebrated. That's excellent. Well, you know, you have to, you know, if you're not if you can't set yourself deadlines and and you can't meet those deadlines, then, you know, what good is it to be the best at what you're doing? If you can't do it, you know, in a, in a timely manner or in a manner that helps out other people, you know, you have to be enthusiastic about every project, even if it's not your own. Yeah. Thank you for using the D word there and deadlines. If, if you're having trouble and, and it happens to all of us, if you're having trouble bringing your a game, if you're having trouble generating the focus you need, that's it, the F word, focus. That's what I wanted to say. If you're having trouble getting there, folks, it's easy. Give yourself a deadline. Give yourself a deadline and make sure you have some skin in the game. Make sure it's not just an in-your-head deadline. Even if it's just a post-it note on the, on the, on the monitor from your, your desktop or your laptop, keep it in sight. It's a deadline. And that'll generate working hard as well. Wow. You know, in the entrepreneurial side, which is why I started this thread, uh, there are days you don't want to work. Sure. Is it is it a couple of days in a row? Well, that may be a problem. You know, you'll want to work hard. You may be doing the wrong stuff. Sometimes it seems like hurting cats. You have so many things you have to move forward. Focus, work hard. 
And, you know, sooner or later, somewhere down the road, that'll pay off for you. If you're an entrepreneur, it'll pay off in your own revenue. If you're in the corporate world, it'll pay off in the race somehow. I, I guarantee it. All right, another one. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked all about the difficult people and all the interpersonal skills and the communication skills. Enthusiasm. <laughs> Do I sound like Robert De Niro in The Untouchables? Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can bring it with you. Uh, and Dale Carnegie said, if you act enthusiastic, you will be enthusiastic. So stay positive. And when you stay positive, people want to work with you in a matrix organization. People will want you to have a place on their team for some important project. They'll want you stay positive. Who do you want to hang out at work and with the positive people, the right. cool kids? The ones that are working hard, that are having a good time. When you hang out with those people, if you're having a, you know, a crappy day, they'll turn it into a decent day. You want to be one of them. The negative Nancy's. Yeah. Oh, the, the, oh my God. Toxic people. There it is. Stay away from them. So do you, do you try that? Do you try to bring the enthusiasm with you to the desk every day? I try to at least lighten the mood, you know, a lot of people take their jobs, you know, so seriously that they can't actually remove their emotion and their personal feelings from the desk. And you have to not let what happens at the desk, uh, you know, hurt your, you know, your personal life, and you can't let it really affect your core. You have to kind of put on when you get to work, put on your your work your work pants and and work. And when you, when you leave work, you take your work pants off. You know, it's, it's not rocket science, but it, it'll at least keep you happy. And, and here's what will happen as well. And we've talked about these people. You, if you're enthusiastic and if you're positive and if the corners of your mouth are turned up, you'll start to make some friends. Now, we talked about boundaries. And we're not, we're not talking about that toxic person that, you know, comes out of nowhere and wants to be your BFF that you know for like 30 minutes. You'll start to establish some what you'll find to be quality relationships because you will start to expand your sphere of influence and you'll be an effective employer and people want to work with you and people will like you. People want to work with people like them that inspire them. You'll be one of those people. No, not me, man. Of course, you will be one of those people and you'll earn yourself a new work buddy. It happens. It happens all the time. Go back, everyone. Think about where you are right now and think of day one in that place. And now think of today and who's your closest friend at work. Where were they on day one? How did you find them? How did that start? What job, task, project, whatever allowed you guys to get together? Or ladies, of course, it's a lowercase g for guy. So enthusiasm, enthusiasm. Make friends, work hard. You know, we roll out the new Leaderati. One thing you're going to have a chance to do is figure out what your strengths are. You've got to capitalize on your strengths. And if you have a team, you need to develop their strengths. You need to work on their strengths. I'm going to take the opportunity to say it again. If you tell somebody on your team that I'm going to give you a chance to develop your, uh, your opportunity here, not you don't call them a weakness, but you have a development opportunity, and I'm going to help you with that. Mm -hmm. No, you want them to hone their strengths. 
work on their strengths. So what are your own strengths? Fill in the blank, everyone. I'm good at. I'm really good at. I'm exceptional at. Really? How much time of the day do you spend doing that thing? It's not as much as you want. What do you feel like when you do that thing? I'm not sure what my strengths are. Well, that's that's not the answer you want. You need to know. I'm good at what? So what do you, so Alex, you're on the spot now. So like, what are you good at? Um, I'm good at managing tasks and, um, you know, prioritizing and I'm good at communication. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause I was going to say that first. What? That you were good? You know how to put communication first for you. And you and I have never worked together outside of this. We've never been in a brick and mortar environment. Which is, you know, probably, um, it doesn't hinder our, uh, our work relationship, but you know, it, I could be an entirely different employee, <laughs> but luckily I'm not. I'm yeah, I bet the under there for sure. Pretty, uh, you know, I'm I'm still pretty uh, out there, if you will. You know, I'm I'm uh, fairly open about my my uh, goals and my talents. Um, but you know, I I really think that if you can showcase your strengths, even if your strengths aren't being utilized, you know. Um, if your specific job doesn't, uh, particularly qualify as, um, something that you excel in, you know, you can always bring, uh, parts of your strengths and your, um, you know, your desires out of your, your, your career. You can bring that out in any job setting, no matter if you're flipping burgers or if you're a CEO, you can, you can still, you know, showcase your strengths. And, and someone will take notice, you know, it, you're not going to go above and beyond and say, Hey, look, I'm really good at X, Y, and Z. You don't ask me to do any of these things, but I'm, a, I'm willing to do it for you. Give me a shot. Ask for the shot. That's right. Yeah. And, and you know what you're actually doing there when you, you're asking for a raise. That's what you're asking for. Give me a shot. Yeah. You know, let me show you. And uh, you might so, not always be met with money. It, it may be that, you know, someone just takes notice and, and it helps you out later on, hopefully, you know? Yeah, so I was just thinking about my own strengths. I would have to say uh, one of my strengths is strategic thinking. I'm a I'm more of an architect, and I look at things from a strategic perspective. I function well tactically at the task level, but I do that because I have good relator skills in terms of relationships. That's not realtor like buying a house. That's relators. Skills and strengths finder said. So I put those two together and, you know, I try to gravitate toward those types of things. Like, so when you're working on a, on a, on a project and we're in the early days and, uh, I've learned to not be the guy that says this isn't going to work because you're not thinking about these two things. And, you know, I've had to learn that the message I want to deliver is, if we're going to try to get this done, here are the nine things we need to think about. And we seem to have these seven things covered, but what about number eight and what about number four? And uh, I've actually locked up a couple of meetings over the years where people are going, oh, a systems thinker. And, you know, I've, I've created some successes there for organizations by, you know, having the relational skills to deliver that message and try to make it happen. Every time? No, absolutely not. 
you know, <laughs> if you bat 300, that'll get you into the Hall of Fame. But it's a uh, it's it's great to know what your strengths are, so you can lean into situations where you can bring them to bear and add value. That's a big thing. Uh, I you know that, that that's a great list. Uh, you know, it kind of sums up. Ah, here's another one. Here's another one. There are people that have been really successful in their jobs because they know everything, everything about that job, everything about that job. Because you may think you know it all, then all of a sudden one day God has a sense of humor and he sends you a customer situation and you have never heard of that problem or situation before. Who are you going to go to to solve that? You're going to that person. Right. And that person doesn't have to be a technical person. I bet that person's you and your job. Mm. Uh, for interpersonal problems and, and sort of like, uh, tough, tough choices, whether, you know, people usually come to me to say, Hey, what's the most diplomatic way I can do go about something. And I don't, I don't mind that. Cause I think, you know, if I can coach someone to do something in a more professional manner then hell yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think it's not enough to sit there and do your job day in and day out and just by osmosis learn the job over a period of time. I mean, you have to want to be the expert. You have to realize, you know, there's something I don't know here. What would happen if this, you know, if this customer didn't pay on time or what would happen if this uh if this loan wasn't made, you know, in this correct manner? What would happen? And you just don't realize that uh, we don't know that you go find out, you go find out what would happen in that situation. And that's what makes you an expert. Heck, let's shift to the entrepreneurial field right now. The entrepreneurial field now has folks have been preaching for, for a decade that that's how you make money in, in internet marketing is you need to be an expert. You need to be an expert. I first heard that, uh, you know, I, I first heard it from Brendan Burchard. And his, his big mastermind is the Experts Academy. And if you guys, you know, I'll, I'll put a link to a couple of his books. If you folks are looking for the next great thing in your life and you haven't read Brendan Burchard yet, you, uh, you really ought to read him. He's a pretty inspiring guy. Have you heard of him? Have you read him? I've not read him. Okay, I've we'll link him up. Him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that would be horrible to get to this point. When, you know, I start sending you birthday and Christmas gifts and it's all books. That would just be horrible. You know, I don't mind... <laughs> reading especially if it's about you know if it if you co-sign i i think it's probably worth a read yeah but, uh, michael o'neill on the solopreneur hour he has his books the sexy six and uh, i'm not going to run them down here but go to solopreneur look for the sexy six he, those six books he thinks you must read my list is a little different we have some overlap strengths finders 2.0 is on both of our list there it is uh this is, this is a good article. I'm going to link this up to you so you can leave the details. But think about this now. You make yourself an expert. You bring enthusiasm to the work every day. You made some friends. You're in the right place. You're in the right job. Let you leverage your strengths. And you bring a work ethic to you. Then, you know, you're going to make some more money. That then was you the get to ask this conversation. for a raise. Then what? Then you get to ask for a raise. Yeah, and you get to ask for a raise. You've uh, And, you know... My dad, you know, last week I talked about my dad teaching me how to shake hands. <laughs> he also had some input for me over the years on how to uh, ask for a raise. He goes, whenever you get a raise, you should always ask disappointed. You should always just kind of go, oh, well, that that's nice. Thank you. 
Oh, and I act unamused by it. Yeah, just I, you know, I'm I'm not quite there. I'm not quite there, but uh, sometimes I'm thinking more. You know, companies do that. You know, when in this age when everybody's getting one and two percent increases, if they're getting increases at all, there are people in your organizations, if that's you, that's getting nine and ten percent. And I don't mean the big wigs. There are exceptions everywhere. Right. You know, managers handle the exceptions. And who are those people? Well, you'll never know because they're not going to publicize that and salary. Salary right. issues are private, but these people are experts and they're enthusiastic and they have a lot of friends and they're in the right job in the right place and they work hard. And they work hard. Thus endeth the lesson. So what do you think of that? Does that make sense? Well, now I don't want to ask for a raise. Yes, yeah, sir. Okay, yeah, hop in tomorrow. I know, no. That's Good luck. Not- Come back next week and tell us how that went. Let me set aside that episode there. No, I won't make you do that. (laughs) But it does make you think, you know, you know, when you think about this topic, go back and look at the item that says, make sure you're in the right company in the right position. Then all of a sudden you may think, well, I'm not, well, I'm not. Yeah. And you, you have to figure out what works for you, you know? Yeah, that's good. Okay, we've done it. You've been listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Alex, we had a good one here today. I'll link up in the show notes too. Want to earn more money? Follow these seven tips by John Trace and uh, Inc. And uh, we'll get the link to you there. Everybody, thanks for finding us again. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. On our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. You want more money? Look for opportunities to save. That's the quick solution. But you need to increase the revenue sign? Work hard. Are you working hard? Work hard and be enthusiastic. Achieve an expertise, make good friends, and make sure you're in the right place. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time.